Oh. Not a lot. 20 rooms, though. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I was glad we had them. I wish I could enjoy them sometimes, though. Well, I guess they need them for the second night. So I was going to say, did Emma's mom ever get a room? She had put in the chat. She didn't see. She's never on her phone, so she didn't see the. No, she probably didn't. I mean, they can call. Um, somebody she may have. Somebody yes. called the other day and got one. Yeah. But he didn't put us in the block, so I don't know how much they paid. Right. You know. I, I wonder what a room there costs without a group. Like one fifty something a night. See, I wouldn't want to pay one fifty for that. Not hotel. for that room. No. It. The for the hotel itself, the pool. Yes. The bar. Yes. That those the are the cool. location. Right. But the room needs to be updated. So we were there whenever we were there last couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we go to the tournament and I come back home and get on Facebook as I do. And I had a friend from North Carolina who posted the same day that I was at that McDonald's from that McDonald's. Are you kidding? No. You just missed her. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally by a couple hours, if we would have gone inside for our food and they were sitting in there, I would have squeezed her so hard. Man. So they were, uh, I met them through Zumba. She and her husband used Mm. to take my Zumba class and then we became friendly and, and one summer she lost her babysitter for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I looked after her kids um, until she got, you know, something in place. And she had a beautiful, she's beautiful children. I love them. And even at the time I loved them, but one of them bite bit. She was a biter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that my kids enjoyed that couple of weeks as much <laughs> as I did. <laughs> so were they going to Disney or something? Yeah, they were down here on vacation. And they, had, I, I don't, they didn't have the whole time at Disney. They had a day or two at Disney, but they did downtown, you know, mm-hmm. that area where we stay, where there's a lot to do and Disney see, Springs and all that. See, for me, man, whenever I go back to Disney, staying at the Disney hotel is the best thing. Have you ever done that? I have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I lied. I totally lied. We stayed two nights in a Disney hotel in Disney Springs, not actually on the oh, property, but oh, that no. itself was a lot of fun. Listen, man. The bus comes and gets you. Mm-hmm. They give you extra magic hours, mm-hmm. and they they just yeah. the greatest. I have I had friends from Michigan that um, their kids were older, like they weren't necessarily the typical Disney age demographic mm-hmm. for some of the stuff. But they went on a Disney cruise, ooh, and said it was unreal. Yeah, that Disney magic on a cruise ship was unreal. Yeah, you yeah. pay for it though. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, brought me back a cookbook I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I wish my son and my wife liked Disney more mm-hmm. I love it yeah I love it. we we were not Disney people that yeah. kids were not Disney kids they were PBS kids oh uh, true mm-hmm. true true yeah they didn't do a lot of it but we, but we did my parents gave us tickets to they gave us tickets to the Magic Kingdom and a couple nights in that hotel for a Christmas present love once love Magic Kingdom and love it was it. super fun it was super fun. Only place I've never seen a rapper on the floor. Do you <laughs> cleanest place in the world? Do you know my kids' favorite part of that Disney experience? What's that? The hotel pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. It's easy to please kids. Right? I know. I that's something that my parents always said. I can't remember their exact phrasing the way you remember things your dad said, but mm. it was about how why. Why show them Disney if they have fun go into the neighborhood carnival? Like wait until they wear some of the simple stuff out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. For I mean, <laughs> honest to God, for years their big vacation was hopping in the car and road tripping down to Yaya and Papu's house. So when we took them on, well, the Disney, I think, weekend was an eye-opener, but Cancun was an eye-opener. They were like, what the fuck, Mom? <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> I was like, listen, <laughs> I was with you at home every day, which is why I could not afford things like this. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. Know, we yeah, are a two-income family now. Yeah, kids don't realize. Yeah. Like, you want to know how cool my kids are, though? My dad always said, and this isn't going to be a show about dad memories for me, <laughs> but he always talked about how grounded my kids were. Mm. And we talked to them about stuff like that sometimes. We talked to them about money and, and savings and credit and, and you know, choice making and things like mm-hmm. that um but we were, we were we were trying to figure out an excursion for this trip mm-hmm. and god it's just a lot of money they are, it, and yeah my flipping daughter was like we don't need an excursion like we've never been on a cruise before so everything that we've already paid for is going to be new to us nobody's going to be disappointed if we don't go snorkeling ma and i was like all right <laughs> cancel <Check. laughs> yep 
Yeah, we'll do it next time. Yeah, so we've never the, the only excursion I ever did when when we went when we were in Cancun, I went with the dolphins. Yeah, right. Like I was just telling Diamond about that the other day. I was like, <laughs> "Listen, man, dude from the hood was on the back of the dolphin." Yeah, like, but God, I mean, Anthony got in there scared as heck, but yeah, listen, he did man. more than I ever thought he was gonna do. Listen, when that dude said that water was deep, uh huh, and he was like, "Nope." Yeah, <laughs> but we've never done excursions. Yeah, um, we used to get in cabs and go places, and you can still do that. This cruise, you don't even need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, all the stuff is right there. Right. Yeah, we got lucky with this itinerary. Yeah. I just, even my mom said it, too. She's like, we paid for so much already just with the cost of the cruise. I don't feel like we have to mm-hmm. add on this time. So my brother-in-law. Like, all right, I'll cancel that one, too. <laughs> yeah, my brother-in-law was the one who, like, our first cruise, we didn't do much. Mm-hmm. And we were scared. Like, we didn't, like, we were in other countries right mm-hmm. then the second cruise we were in belize right i would very much like to see belize okay and we and my brother-in-law mafi he was like oh we could go outside the gate i was like mm-hmm. they tell you not to mm-hmm. and he's like nah you can do it johnny you can do it you can do it so he's talking to this dude uh who works for carnival who was also from the caribbean mm-hmm. and mafi got got his full caribbean voice on right mm-hmm. He's like, oh, they said you can go outside the gate. I said, all right, we're going to go outside the gate. <laughs> you get to Belize. Back then, they had like, looked like they were fencing you in from a military installation. It was crazy. Yeah. We go outside, and there's cabs there. And we had a group of about, I don't know, 10, 13 people. Charged us five bucks. Drove us. It was like the best tour we ever had. Oh, wow. $5. Now, this is 2009, people, so. Mm-hmm. It's probably a little more expensive today. <laughs> but yeah, $5. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So two thoughts on that. One, when I traveled to Europe, when I was in college, when I graduated college, I went with somebody who was very good at meeting locals, mm. like the good locals. And so we got to see and do a lot of things. Like I was good at attempting to speak the languages because at that time I was like at the end of seven consecutive years of the study of French. Oh, nice. And... Uh, and he was just good at meeting people. So mm. we got to see and do a lot of things with, with locals, which is a different experience. So I was talking to my other friend who travels abroad a lot and is looking to move abroad. And I've got these other you know friends who are expats. And I th- feel a little weird about only seeing these colonized, Americanized, touristy parts of, of these places. It feels mm-hmm. a little odd, right, to not be showing my kids outside of the gates. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll do that next time. I just want to go pee. I just want to go rest and up relax. and relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's the second Wednesday in a row we're together. Yes, sir. We are in the dining room studio on a beautiful Wednesday evening. My name is Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And you are listening to the Strongly Worded Podcast. Uh, we're back. We did it. We're doing two in a row. <laughs> Look at us. Yep. Um. And I'm excited. I have a few things I, I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I get on to new business, I think we should start with old business. Right. The submarine, the, the submersible. Damn. But, like, so I didn't follow it as closely as I normally follow things. Did they say that thing like blew up as soon as it got down there? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, again, I don't know how much is fact and how much is conjecture. But the, the story that seems to be overriding is that the sounds that they heard from the beginning mm-hmm. was it imploding pretty much right from the start. That's crazy. Yes. And it um, uh, because it had been submerged several times, mm-hmm. um, you know, it weakened different processes, different functions over Super and over. sad. Um, and, uh, probably the, the actual little porthole, right. Was really only, um, designed, I don't know the right word for a certain amount of pressure. And they went to a depth that far exceeded that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there were several trips down that were successful, but over time, even the, the best of things wear out. The worst of things did uh, not. Rest in peace to them. I, ho- I was hoping they would find them. But. The kid that was on the submersible mm-hmm. was a, a Rubik's Cube fanatic. And he had um, 
spoken, I guess, to Guinness ahead of time to see if there was a world record he could break by solving a Rubik's Cube at that depth. Now, listen, man. I mean, <laughs> like, you want to talk about these things, but you don't want to sound crude. Like, dude, you're risking your life to... I don't know that do. that's the reason he went, but no, he just I, happened to be a kid uh, who loves his Rubik's Cube and his dad who wanted to go, right? I don't know, but yes. Man. So somewhere there's a mom who lost her son, and was he married? Yeah. Come so on. You want to hear something even sadder? The mom was originally the one scheduled to go in place of the child. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow. Mm-hmm. So I really... I have sent up a few prayers for mom. Good Lord. I hope th- I hope he's not an only child. Yeah, I don't know that. Because that's devastation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, well. Do, do we want to venture into a conversation that's pretty macabre? Is that the right word? Mac- mac- yeah, macabre is how you pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Or should we move on? I mean, we can move on. I mean. Okay. So, did you hear... The Trump audio. I heard the this Trump audio. Guy. Holy cow! Like, I still don't know. I, I, I just, I still don't get it. He admits he's I, not the president anymore. It's just right? Ridiculous. He he admits that they're classified. Yes. It is a it is a confession. Mm-hmm. During all the bragging and the laughing, yeah. it is a confession. Right. I I just I don't understand. I don't understand it. So I know I'm getting old. I just like my, my mind just can't get to these places anymore. And over and over and over, I still read statements of support for this guy. They don't care because he he makes it okay for all of these people to be who they are. Uh, you know, I think at a certain point, you've been supporting someone so long, you can't. It makes you look foolish if you say, <laughs> "What?" Mm-hmm. But if you got to jump through hoops, those serious hoops. to defend people. What is that saying though that says if you are the if you are privileged, then equality sounds like oppression? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um I had an article that I printed up to bring today and I left it on my desk, so I'll bring it for next week. But uh sneak preview. It was a pretty cool article in the Washington Post that analyzed the most frequently used words that could potentially turn into buzzwords for the Republican presidential candidates. Oh. Mm-hmm. Woke is one of them, right? For DeSantis, absolutely. DeSantis was woke. These guys. One of them, like, yeah. So it might be interesting to talk about. I'll bring it next week. I printed it up today. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Got sidetracked. Florida is where work goes to die. Right. So <laughs> I, I don't remember all of them, but for DeSantis in particular, his most used word is Florida, obviously. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think maybe second or third was woke. And uh, so, yeah, see what we have to look forward to there. Um, I had something else before I was going to bring up the topic topic. And now I just forgot. Well, it. we know one person who was inspired by Tiger Woods. To play. That's right. Well, he, he, back, he backtracked a little bit afterwards. He said he, he thinks Tiger Woods inspired him to watch. Right. Right. And listen. I am never going to be the person that's trying to talk for, you know, be the the mouthpiece <laughs> so we of got one person black so people, right? <laughs> My Neither only point was that, like, is where is it just like a, 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 what's the word, like, just a general increase of people of color playing golf that would make, like, I was trying to think of some, something significant that would have happened 13 years ago that would make the number of people of color playing golf today you know that much bigger than 13 years ago because it didn't really sound like an era or a whatever to me that's all i was saying yeah but i'm not trying to speak you, for <laughs> no he anybody had, in there about but when tiger you put it, and i'm certainly not talking about tiger today i'm talking about little baby <laughs> no, tiger no when he like was winning Rar. yeah when he, he, when, yeah, when he when was he brand was new and so i think over the course i don't know i would i would probably lend it to getting access mm-hmm. and not only like not no not i'm not saying they weren't letting people in like no color well, probably a lot more of that back then no but i, I just think uh economically mm-hmm. um right. ki- we're, we're doing better than we were yeah right like i can afford to go to the golf <laughs> my dad probably couldn't right right even if he loved tiger he wasn't he couldn't afford a round of golf mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. But I will do more research. So <laughs> far, so far, Sue is one for one. No, no <laughs> I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying. One, one <laughs> black guy. Me. One black guy said yes. <laughs> Listen, like my, I grew up across the street. Like the my neighbors across the street, their backyards butted up against a private golf course. So like my, I'm not trying to say <laughs> that my yeah view of golf isn't a little skewed by my upbringing. Like uh, even in Flint, Michigan, those. Yeah. I never saw a golf course till I got down here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were urban. <laughs> You're an urban black I'm urban man. and woke. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Do we need to amend the t-shirt? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, shoot. I wish I had strongly worded podcast stuff to wear on the cruise. Anthony still wears his shirt. Does he? Yeah, he wore it. Oh, good. He wore it on a date one day. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Oh, I love that kid. <laughs> He's my favorite. Um, we're closing up. Uh, we're en- very near to the end of Pride Month. Oh, yeah. I didn't do at all this month what I wanted to do. I have these landscape lights outside and I wanted to program them in rainbow, rainbow. colors. Not because I'm virtue signaling, signaling by mm-hmm. the way. The same with myself. Like this isn't a virtue signal. Like I, they were a, res- a response to uh, this 2020, right? Yeah. When I read something in our neighborhood Facebook group about um, somebody feeling unsafe walking their dog through some of our neighborhoods, a minority woman, just based on the state of mm. the world at the time. So I want people to know they, I'm a friendly face. You can stop here if you need me. Right. But I wanted to light this motherfucker up like a <laughs> rainbow. Like you wouldn't believe the month is flying by and I'm just flipping tired. Yeah, I don't do it. I, sucks. I, I don't do anything for Pride Month either. No, I know. But it was a big Pride Month for me this year. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but I, I saw, uh, I did uh, find a show this month um, before we started talking about the shows that I really want to talk about. Have you watched Somebody Somewhere? I think it's Showtime. No, Johnny Hampton, you gotta you gotta watch the show. There's two seasons of it. They've been renewed for a third. Thirty minute episodes. Somebody somewhere. Yeah, they're thirty minute episodes, so they're super easy. We have to be able to talk about this show. Some of the best acting I have. I'm okay. just giving myself chills talking about it. Okay. Uh, Bridget Everett is the lead actress. I don't even know who she is. No, you might recognize her if you pull up a picture of her. Her co-star. Shoot, I can't think of his name. I've never seen him in anything before, but. Just an amazing performance, and it's a, a you know a, a woman returns to her small town to pick up the pieces after uh, the death of a family member, mm-hmm. and it is just so beautifully written and captivating and wonderful. And every episode leaves you wanting more. All right, I really I want to I want to I want everybody to go watch the show because I want there to be many many more episodes. It's so good. I'm gonna check it out. It's so good, and it's it's definitely LGBTQ oh, friendly. Okay, which is. I don't know if that's how I happened to find it this month or what, because you know, so, you know how they will promote yeah, those yeah, shows yeah, yeah. when you were looking <laughs> yes. for something on your app. Well, they're into it. Yeah. yeah, but it is so delightful and wonderful. And and being LGBTQ isn't like a character in the show; it's just who some of these people are yeah. living their lives. Like right. there's there's not this huge. It, it's so a lot of shows about um, um, that have to do with themes with populations that are. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not minority, but pi- populations that are fighting for their equal place at the yeah. table uh, are about that struggle. Mm-hmm. This is just a beautiful story of people living their lives. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but the other show that I'm watching right now that I want to talk about and a greater theme uh, that as I'm watching The Bear. Okay, so as luck would have it, we have not discussed this. Mm-hmm. I just finished season one of The Bear. Uh, I think I'm up to like episode three of season two. Just wait till you get to episode six. And I like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, there was there was an episode in season one where he's at, was it, Alcoholics Anonymous? Mm-hmm. And he's just, it's like six minutes of him just talking and sharing. <laughs> that was some pretty top-notch acting. Yes, and right? writing. Yeah, yeah, like he would, he was, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole cast is pretty good. So he was in Shameless, also in Chicago, oh, I never set in Chicago, and The Bear is set in Chicago, and you know, Shameless, Chicago was inherent in the show because they talked about being Southsiders a lot, mm. South. But I think sometimes um, 
if you talk about it a lot, it's like, it's too obvious. In in the bear, they are so inherently Chicago. Um, I, I only lived there for three years. But in that three years I was there, I, I did similar things. You know, I worked in restaurants. That's mm-hmm. where I started cooking. Um, you know, I, I waited tables and bartended there too, but that's where I started cooking. So I'm kind of familiar with that feeling of that mm-hmm. small, greasy place. Yeah. In the, you know, in that in that atmosphere. I feel like even the cinematography, the color of the film that they used to I, shoot I, this was such that city. Yeah. I like there's an episode in season two where the young lady is going around doing research mm-hmm. for the menu, oh, yeah, eating yeah, at yeah. the different places. I love her. Yeah. So that goofy smile. Yeah. It's um, it's a good show. I enjoy it so far. It's so layered and um, I don't know. It's really honest. It's really about a bunch of damaged people. Yeah. You know, like all of them. Yeah. Uh, are damaged to some point and mm-hmm. they're. they're they're working on each other. They're working on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, and each other. That's what made me post that thing about Robert Townsend. Really? He's her dad in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And yeah. I'm like, this guy, man, he's been, yeah. he's had a great career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy the bear. I love, I just, I, I can't, I just, it's another one. I want people to go out and watch it. It's a great so show. It stays. It's well written, it's well acted, well directed, everything. I read an interesting article one day this week. Um about the name mm-hmm. and how the name um like there are shows that have a name but that name is superseded very quickly like the new girl was the name of a sitcom or something but mm-hmm. very quickly she's not the new girl anymore right. after a handful of episodes so in season four like why is it still called the new girl <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. um but that and you know in the bear in part one or season one it, they only allude to the title in the last in the finale. Yeah, you don't you don't know why they're calling it the bear, right? And then they get into more of it in season two, and and there's much more character development. And sometimes those seasons that are char- like backstory and character development aren't that good. This, this one, one is. is good. Yeah, like when he like when he met the the girl, she was like, "Oh, I, I remember the name." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Yeah. So we might have to go back and touch on this in a second when after you see a few more of the episodes because I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that episode six is one of the best examples of TV writing and acting, but TV writing I have seen. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Maybe it's just because it's triggering to me. (laughs) I don't know. Like it's meaningful. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, everybody, you connect to shows in different ways. Right. Right. Like I often say people... I used to, I'm a big fan of The Wire. I knew we were going to talk about right? this show, too. Love The Wire. Mm-hmm. Okay, The Wire felt like a documentary mm-hmm. to me in some respects, right? Mm-hmm. And then people say, oh, if you love The Wire, you got to watch Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would connect to Breaking Bad the same way. Right. Right, like, because I grew up in the inner city. I know about some people selling crack. I know about the... I don't really relate to some dude who's selling meth. Because, like, I don't... I won't connect to it the same. Right. Right. So you set me up for failure mm-hmm. by even telling me that. Like, mm-hmm. I got to watch the show. Everybody connects to any form of art mm-hmm. in, in different ways. Right. And so, yeah, I, you know, having my wife, who was a chef for many, 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 many years, right? Watching them in the kitchen, I'm like, oh, this is what my wife used to mm-hmm. do. Like, I, you can, I connect to the material of the bear. Right. And just, I'm a kind of introspective person at times. So just seeing him, you know, going through those emotions as he goes to AA meetings and mm-hmm. dealing with the death of his brother and dealing with why he is, how he is. And I was like, oh, man, I, I connect to it. Mm-hmm. So I can see you know, I'll, I'll probably get to it soon because I've yeah. been watching a lot of shows. I've got four episodes left and I'm I'm doing them slowly because I'm not ready for it to be over and they have to wait another however. They, they have to renew it, right? Like it's famous. I would hope so. It was like critically acclaimed the first season. I just never watched it. Right. And they're saying it's the most highly watched show released by FX. Oh, this so was, I'm guessing that it's, it's get exceeded Sons of Anarchy, which I know was. Oh, I never saw. I never watched that either. I know. That and was, it's got people in it that I love. Like I love Katie Seagal. But I it's, love, not, it's not an easy watch. 
Like I, no? I no, I mean I loved it, and I've I've actually watched the series in total three times. Yeah, I got a buddy that I went to high school with. Shout to Anthony. He he loved that thing. Yeah, and we watched it the first time, and we binged it. Like it was over already when we started watching um, it. I love it when that happens. And so we watched it very quickly and just consumed it. And uh, I loved everything about it. I loved the performances. I loved the casting. I loved the cinematography. I loved the writing. Um, but I had to go back and watch it a second time mm-hmm. to really kind of relax through it and, and enjoy it more because I just wanted to know what happened next the first time. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then one time on my own, I sort of picked up watching it again, like, you know, as Joe travels or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so the bear is even more highly rated than Sons. But yes, Sons of Anarchy, there there's some stuff that's tough. tough it's to funny, watch. like, I never go back and watch shows again. Mm. Movies? The Godfather's on. I'm there. Yeah. I don't care what channel is on, when it's on, what part. Mm-hmm. I'm watching that thing. Mm-hmm. But like shows, like I have not gone back and rewatched The Wire. And it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Like I, why do you think that is? I don't know. Because I, I think I know why I do watch things over and over. I don't so know. I'm wondering why you don't. I, I don't know. Like I don't I don't watch like my wife. She can watch a TV show a million times. Like we're big Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. I'll come in. She's doing her hair. She's watching one of the shows we've already watched. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know why I can't do it. Movies, I can do it all day. Mm-hmm. I think that I watch things over and over. I read something about how um, it's soothing to people with anxiety. Mm. Because you know what's going to happen and you know how it ends. Oh, I never thought about that. Could be. But I also always, like I tend to devour things first. <laughs> I'm like that. And then I have to go back and watch it for the details. If it's something I really love. I do the same thing when I read books too. If I de- devour something quickly the first time then i'll go back and savor it the second time and yeah, maybe i should start doing it have you ever seen the wire so uh joe and i started it before he left and based on your recommendation and i'm not watching it while he's gone so i haven't i gotta I ask him not, when i yet. see him i gotta ask him what he thought i i don't like i think i think episode one is where we Man, is what we've done the wire's so, so good. yeah we Love need to do wire. that that's baltimore Mm-hmm. Okay, so so th- some of the things that I've read specifically about the bear, and then as I started to research this idea that might not be as interesting to you as it is to me, is about these locations being like a character. But they are. Show like you mentioned that to me earlier. And so like this show is not nearly the bear, but Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. I watch that thing every Friday. <laughs> Dad and loved that show. Love Blue Bloods. My, my mom loves it too. Mm-hmm. And in part I watch it because it's set in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hit all a lot of the spots in Queens and Long Island, and it reminds me of home. So, is it that you see things that you recognize and that resonate with you, or mm. is it inherent in the show? Like, is it both the way it's showcased in both. the show? Both. It's it's a New York show, mm-hmm. right? Like, so tell me what that means. It's hard. It's a it's a gritty show. It's mm-hmm. about fan. Like it it. It's everything that New York is. And even like the side characters are like New York characters, like the little bit criminals that are selling things on the street that mm-hmm. Danny goes to to get information. Like, you know, those guys, mm-hmm. you've seen them guys. So like, yeah, it's both. Mm-hmm. New York is inherent in the show. It's a character in the show. Like, yeah. Like I have seen um, the actors from Sex in the City talk about how Manhattan was a character in the show. And I don't know that I, I mean, I'm not, a Manhattan person. It is. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they, it, it is just because they have maybe a conversation on a stoop or. It's little things like that. Um, her walking into that that brownstone looking apartment in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Those little things like that. Them going to a museum. Mm-hmm. Them going to a fancy restaurant for lunch. They don't say, hey, we're in New York having lunch. Be like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I think I know where that's at. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it resonates with you. I, I used to watch Sex and the City. I did not watch the remake. I watched a couple episodes. I, I watched that first episode of the first season of the remake right. and, and was they, gutted. Right. They, 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 they don't kill my dude all. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't kill my dude all. I can't watch that I don't that think show. there's anybody that's a Sex and the City fan that doesn't know what happened. I'm like, come on. Is there something, though, that you've watched where they try to set you up like the location is something where it didn't work? Hmm. I'm trying to think. 
Because again, I go back, I go back to the bear and they don't, it's the, I, I'm sort of comparing between the bear and shameless, which you haven't seen where mm-hmm. one seems so organic, organic in the characters and the relationships and the way they move down the street and the, the, again, the cinematography and stuff like that. And in shameless, it just seemed like they keep pointing out that they're South siders by saying, this is what we do on the South side. I wonder if the person who from the bear is from Chicago. They must be who, who wrote oh, it and created it. And it's based on a real restaurant. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the beef restaurant is a real place. And the owner of that place is very low key about it. Like if you go into that season one had some in, inside shots, inside scenes that were actually filmed at the restaurant, exterior and interior wow. scenes for season two, they built a set and I'm not trying to give anything away, but I think probably the reason why they built a set is because of, the transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the owner of the real restaurant says he's got one small little show poster kind of. And that's so Chicago. Back right? out like, of the way. That, yeah. that, right, like, <laughs> it's just so fitting that he's yeah. not like, you know, people come, they, they seek it out. They take their photos. They go order food. You know, he's definitely experiencing probably a, a an uptick in Good tickets and stuff like that. But he, he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't want he, any part of the hoopla, right? He doesn't, and that is very organic to me. Yes. So, like, I always tell, I, I tell my son all the time, like, when you're in New York and you see a star walking the streets, they're not people crowding them, right? Because right? Like, they're they're true. Chicago's the same way. I'm I'm guessing, right? All these big cities are the same way. L.A. All that. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense to me that he'd be like, yo, they coming here. They come here to eat my food. I don't care about this. Right. <laughs> John Malkovich opened a door for me in Chicago once. I was pushing a double stroller. Really? Out of Starbucks. And he saw me struggling with it. And he hopped up and opened the doors for me so I could get out. The, that, John Malkovich. Well, let's see. <laughs> in New York, I saw a lot of people. But I was only starstruck one time. By whom? Danny Glover. Oh, yeah. It'd be First sorry. of all, he seemed larger than life. Super tall. Yeah. And I was going into Parade Magazine, 7-Eleven, 3rd Avenue at the time. And I saw him from afar and he was walking. He had a security and I was really starstruck. And he walked up to me, shook my hand and said, good morning, sir. Aww. And kept going. So he, he noticed you noticed yes, him. Yes. He, he was super <laughs> respectful. So that's why he. Yeah, he could not have. Because no, I'm sure everybody saw him. They just didn't look as dumbfounded as I did. <laughs> but like in New York, I, I met L. Cool J once. Um, and is he a New Yorker? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, there were a lot of people that I would see around in some of the neighborhoods I lived in in Chicago, and and that was especially in the restaurant I worked in. Like we weren't allowed to recognize anybody, but Steve <laughs> Martin was in the restaurant Woo! I worked in. Um, Nora Dunn from Saturday Night Live. Uh, the Cusacks. I mean, they are Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're from Evanston. So. Um, and 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 in some of the projects that they take on, you see that mm-hmm. you see Chicago on them, which I think is cool. Even in in the Bear, there are a few people that are in other Chicago-based shows. I see other cast members from Shameless in this. Oh, okay. Just you know, smaller roles, bits here and there. Shameless. I gotta watch the Emmy Rossum. She's from New York. Is she? I think so. Yeah, she goes to a lot of Nick games. I um, I liked it. It it. I feel like there was a point where it jumped the shark. But there Most were Most of those shows do. Right. I think it went on a season or two too long. That's why I like streaming to a certain extent. Like nowadays, shows give you a good four or five seasons and they're done. Yeah. And they're able to stick the landing in most cases. Um I'm, I got distracted. We both got distracted by our phones mm-hmm. for a second. Sorry. Um They were Oh, that's what we were talking about, jumping, jumping the shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm sure that's a thing, like knowing when to end it or whatever. But um, So thinking about your question mm-hmm. from a while ago, <laughs> I remember you saying, oh, is, is there a show that used a location and didn't hit for you? Like they had a show, they redid Hawaii Five-0. Mm-hmm. It never felt like they were in Hawaii to me. Yeah, were they? Did yes. they film on location? They were in Hawaii. But it wasn't. Yeah, it, it, it didn't connect to me. Mm-hmm. But Magnum P.I. was in Hawaii a long time ago with Tom Selleck. Right. And he was walking around with his Hawaiian shirt like, oh, that looks like Hawaii. So I guess it's just how they do it. Right. Like you said, like 
that one show they talk about all the time, but the bear seems to be about it. Like the saying that a lion doesn't have to tell you that they're a lion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so interesting. And I know part of it is my, my acting or show business past or whatever, but the, um, the relationship between the acting and the storytelling and, and that your scenery, your set being part of, uh, you know, being a character. I, I was in a play once called Noises Off. And Noises Off, um, act one, is a play within a play. Like mm. it's a play. About like a play? You're, yeah, like you're seeing them put on a play. And then act two, the set completely turns around and you see what's happening backstage. Ooh. That environment is like a character in the show. And so now I, I thought about another one now. Okay. And this is a show that I love. Friends mm. is set in New York. Mm-hmm. Never felt like New York. No. See, I get that. Never felt like New York. Well, for one. Well, no. I mean, I've never lived there. I've only read the articles that say this is so not New York. No, I mean, <laughs> like, like. that apartment. It just, they can't afford that thing. Right. <laughs> like, right. they can't afford that thing. And I love the show. Me and my wife love Friends. Mm-hmm. But it never felt like New York. Like, you never watched the show. I'm like, oh, yeah, there. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Sex in the City. Right. Right. But also, New York or the city or whatever wasn't in the title. The focus true. was on the people. True. True, true, true. That's true, too. Yeah. Is it, I mean, where were they if they weren't in one of the apartments? But, like, I know we're not, maybe we can't mention this anymore. Like, the Cosby show, mm-hmm. you felt like they were in New York living in a brownstone, doing, like, where where they lived. And, you know, there's other shows like that. I, I wonder why that is, though. Is it just that the writer of Friends probably wasn't from New York? Just put him in New York because right. that made it funny. <laughs> and, and well yeah and that just yeah and it wasn't the focus mm-hmm. like it wasn't the focus of the storytelling so they just probably picked it as an interesting back backdrop i don't know yeah especially know. with the jobs they had right <laughs> 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 in that apartment i mean what would that apartment go for a lot of money shoot and you, and they you. never had a roach like <laughs> i never lived in new york but i lived in the city and i dealt with yeah man you know, they never had any issues but yeah yeah that apartment shoot man i remember I remember I, my, one of my first jobs out of college work for this ad agency, making pretty decent money, right? And this lady, this girl, I, young woman I worked with at the time, Shannon, she lived in the city with her boyfriend, fiance, invited me and Eb over to her house for a party. That damn apartment was the size of the dining room studio. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I'm like, and they got to be paying like two, three grand a month. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, New York is crazy. That's nuts. I think I think some of those shows, and I bet you'll agree with me, that resonate with, with me where their location is so inherent is because where I'm from is such a part of who I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of parts of me that are Flint. And uh, so when I, you know, and there have been shows about Flint and, the, you know, the documentary and the Michael Moore and all that kind of stuff that may or may not really ultimately reflect where I'm from, but... I, it's just such a part of my identity that I recognize that and other uh, things. I don't know that my kids are going to feel like their hometown is part of their identity because they've, you know, Joseph's lived in three different places now. Mm-hmm. You know, Carolyn refers to back home as North Carolina, but I don't know that Wilson has a real identity, <laughs> right? That yeah. somebody carries with them. I feel, I wonder, you know, I don't know anymore. You know, I lived in New York 30 years. I feel like I carry with me, even in certain ways I look at things, I don't get worried too. Like, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I watch the Blue That's why I watch Blue Bloods. Right, well, I mean, you even yeah. said last week when we were recording that, you know, New York is still such a part of you. Like, it's still, you still... It still affects, or uh, I can't remember the word you use. But yeah, I mean, it raised me. A lot so, of, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, that's why a lot of these things I, I can't even understand. That's a good way to say it. Flint raised me. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny. A, a co-worker of mine and a good friend, she's in New York with her boyfriend and his son. And uh, she took a picture by my old college. She was in the city. And they went to a Met game. They won a seven train. I'm like, man, you, you know, you're doing all these things that are so authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And those are the those are the types of things you see in Blue Bloods. Yeah. Right? They don't they don't say, "Oh, we're going to Shea Stadium." They might just end up at a baseball game. Right. 
right? That's so the difference. That is the difference. And so yeah. I did. When I posted about the bear the other day, I said there is no show I have ever watched, ever, about in or around Chicago that has ever brought me back to that time in my life or made me want to go I back saw that. more. And I didn't watch it then. I, I only watched it because I saw someone had watched it on Hulu the first season. Ev had watched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Ev, you watched the bear? She's like, yeah, I watched the first season. I'm like, all right. I didn't hear her say it was terrible, mm-hmm. so let me turn yeah. this on. <laughs> and I got through the first season quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not long episodes. No. Mm-hmm. Good show. So it was good. So those are my two recommendations, Somebody Somewhere and The Bear. And I just, I love it when the location informs the story. Yeah, I haven't. I don't have any good show recommendations of late. The Bear is good, though. Um, I watched... I love to watch documentaries and I watched the Mary Tyler Moore documentary. I had it on one night while I was doing. Oh, I'm sure that was really good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, You know, she talked a little bit. One of the themes in it that I sort of enjoyed that pricked up my ears was about how she is responsible for these roles that were so sort of inherently feminist, Mm -hmm. but she was never one to want to be called a feminist. Hmm. And I think that it might be sort of inherent of women of that time. It was sort of a dirty word yeah, for some true. back then, and you know, but you know, to have been responsible for creating these women that were such trailblazers for females. I mean, Laura Petrie was the first woman to wear pants on R- TV. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch. And that. there were rules about what her pants could look like and what they could reveal. That's and crazy. What they could cling to. And can you imagine telling Mary Tyler Moore what she could wear? Right. Can you imagine it? Yeah. No. I mean, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. sheesh. How old is she now? Well, she's passed away. She passed away when? I, I was going to say I was going to say that, but when? I can't is remember Is it recent? I'll be losing years. track. Yeah. So a lot she's of ta- in her 80s. So a lot of times, right, I'll I'll think of stars that have passed away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, he just died last year. Right. It'll and be it's like five, five years. years. <laughs> right. I didn't. Right, yeah, she's she's gone. Mary Taylor Moore yeah. and Betty and the White. F- the fact that she lived so long and to have been diabetic and not discovered, not been diagnosed until well into adulthood, you know, there are just a lot of... She was a... I didn't know this, not that it even matters, but she was a vegetarian most of her life. Mm. I didn't know that. But uh, not that that's, that matters, but it might have helped in terms of some of her health issues. Man. But she um, like, was I'm, married three times. I'm like grieving Mary Tyler Moore. I know. I'm sorry. I should give you a, a moment of silence. <laughs> oh, man. But um, her third husband was like 20 years her junior. And they were married the longest and the happiest. He was a doctor. and hmm. um, She met him, I think, at the hospital. She was there with somebody man. and put the moves on him. And, <laughs> Mary and they, they, yeah, they stayed together. A long time until her death. You know what so. I be you know what I be thinking about all the time? What? These people who pass away. We don't got no replacements. I know. That's true. Like all the time. Like who are who is who are the the replacement? Like who is Mary Tyler Moore right now? I, and who's that kind of a trailblazer? Like are there still bla- trails left to blaze? I'm sure there are. Like I think so there's you ever watch Abbott Elementary? I want to watch that show. So every time I see an ad for it, I think I have got to watch that show. The show is hilarious. Yeah. It's a hilarious show, right? Um, and I would bet people who are from Philadelphia, is that what it said, I think? I don't I know. I think it's Philadelphia, would probably say it's inherent because that's where mm-hmm. she's from. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say she's like the first black woman to be the head writer or head creator mm-hmm. of a. Yeah. Hit, you know what I mean? Like, I think they are. I just, uh, there's just. Not even the trailblazing part, just the excellence of it all. Right. Yeah. Like, like someone, I was, I posted something. I was watching some clips today of BET award performances. <laughs> I have such a memory of BET growing up, watching yeah. Tell Me Something Good. Yeah. And <laughs> these these rappers, these young rappers, can't rap. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, like basically lip syncing. Yeah. And a friend of the show, Aaron commented that we live in a microwave society and it shows Mm -hmm. right these people want just either quick money quick gratification we don't like i think about a lot of people that passed away uh in entertainment and we don't have any replacements Mm -hmm. they're not 
walking through the door. Yeah. And, and I mean, talent is just a different thing right now than it was 50 years ago. I'm telling you because mm-hmm. I, you know, no, no disrespect to none of the rappers that were on, but I see big daddy Kane come out. He's 53 or something like that. He's rapping, not taking any breaths. He's dancing. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a backing track. He sounds just like the record. Then I see a young lady rapping and she's lip syncing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck is this? Right. Go into the studio, the dance studio, whatever they used to do, and move around and get your breath control right. Right. Jump rope. I'm do, not kidding. Do something. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are these guys right. like? If my son right now goes and pays to see someone in concert, he's going to see them lip syncing? Some of them. That's crazy. It seems like the bigger the show, it's crazy. And the razzle dazzle of it all. Can't. Um, but yeah, I, I asked you today if you ever watched my so-called life. No, I haven't. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to suggest it to Carolyn when she's looking for something. I feel like she might like some of those characters, but I remember at the time when it came out feeling like it was groundbreaking and then, and I didn't really know why it was just sort of a different cadence, a different kind of writing, a different sort of lead female People still talk about that show today. Well, so this article I was reading was so interesting talking about just that, mm-hmm. about why we still know about it. Because uh, it was two seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, ABC, she, I believe. She was one of the first main characters, main female characters that wasn't entirely likable. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she did things and made choices that were human, but not necessarily always the. Um, and it was the first show on network television where somebody came out oh Mm -hmm. there had previously been a show uh an episode i think they said of la law where there was a same-sex kiss Mm. um or a same-sex relationship but it was the first show where you know it was about somebody coming out and and dealing with all of that um and then the you know there was a storyline between Jordan Catalano, like the broody, quiet, non-communicative guy that all the girls swooned over, and then Brian Krakow, who was like the the, the communicating, cool. No, he was nerdy on the show, but like the the healthier relationship mm-hmm. choice. But he, of course, good guys finish last. Yeah, right. And even the main character. I'm I'm not gonna. I mean I. The show's 30 years old. <laughs> like she ends up at the very end of the show, you know, making a choice between the two and how different that would be if it were written in 2023 now, because the kids like Brian Krakow are, are not so marginalized. That was the word I was trying to think of earlier. Mm. Marginalized. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was stars in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was, was the woman's uh, name? Claire Danes. Well, yes, but her mother was played by uh, Armstrong, uh, Beth? Oh, I don't know. I got to look like it up. She was a... Because like I, I know when they talk about the show, like they always talk about that show in terms of it shouldn't have been canceled. Oh, that, and that's what I was going to say. Why we know about it now, we might not have, except that um, after it was canceled, MTV picked it up. Oh, that would happen. And that's when the... And they could have filmed more seasons at that point, but Claire had already moved on to movies. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot of those people in that show became... Yeah. Like she she's huge now. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's what happened is MTV picked it up and played the heck out of those two seasons and, and it, that and really it, and, and all the teenagers united. It, yeah, it, re- it resonated with them. Exactly. It resonated more than, you know, ABC must see TV on a Wednesday night or whenever it was on. I think it was Wednesday. Was it? No, that's good. Cool. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I did a lot of reading this week cuz I had things on my mind and I'm trying to I was trying not to be stressed about some things that I had going on. So I <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of stuff. I'll have to bring, I really do. I want to bring that article that I read about the Oh, yeah. I, the I definitely, I definitely have some thoughts on DeSantis' use of woke. That'll be, I, I imagine uh, there are times where we agree and times where we disagree. I think we might agree. On oh, we're going to agree. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to agree on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you think we're gonna be able to record next Wednesday? I mean, I'm down. Yeah, I'll be in. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna be Thursday next Thursday. I pick up my husband. Yeah, yeah. Super excited about. It. Oh, you know what I do? Wednesday is not the fourth, right? No, Wednesday. Th- Wednesday is the fifth. The fifth. So it's the fourth that we work late. So yeah, yeah. Wednesday's the fifth. So 
So I have to check or let me just check this little schedule real quick. So uh, there's an upside and a downside to your mom to working where your mom is the general manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that Wednesday we work until six. So can we push till seven to record? Give us time. To oh yeah, home. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I got. I we got no practice next week. That's right. Uh, we're getting ready for the big cruise. Yeah. Maybe when we come back, we can do a Carnival Mardi Gras review. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely talk about it because it's my first time cruising. It's your oh. 11 millionth time cruising. <laughs> We've got the Platinum Dude and the... Did it, I think you get a... Is it a the, red card the first red, time? Yeah I, don't know. yeah, I think it's a red card. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But we do. We have to make it through the holiday week first. I don't know what your... Does your line of work... Well, your line of work's busy season isn't... No, we we are just. It's gonna be a busy week for me because we're closing June's books. Okay. So I gotta do my end of the month journal entries. I yeah. gotta. I've gotta have my end of month in by Friday, but I've taken a personal day Friday, so I have to have my end of month done tomorrow. Yeah. So by next by next Thursday night, I hope to be done with all the work I need to because I took a half day Friday because I didn't know if we were gonna go stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. But Port Canaveral is insane now. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, that's the beauty of being, what, two hours away, an hour and a half Yeah, away. but, you know, like, you take no chances that way. Like, if your car breaks down, it's right by the port and stuff like that. But I remember we used to cruise. <laughs> I sound like a snob. I remember <laughs> back in the golden era of cruising. We used to stay at the Radisson at Port Canaveral. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe 150, 160 a night with a group rate. 200 a night without the group rate. And you got there, they let you park your car there the duration of the cruise. They gave you a shuttle. It's it's a little bit like the Rosen, Mm -hmm. where the room's a little bit outdated, but the amenities are great. Mm -hmm. They wanted over $300 for a night. No, thank you. Well, that ain't no deal. Mm -mm. Not when I can just drive and leave my car for $130 something. Right. Like, what? I'm not getting no discount. It's crazy. Mm hmm. They got a hotel Hilton across the street from the port. They say that you have to book a year, a year or two in advance. Wow! I wish I lived that life. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, (laughs) listen. Oh, I always say, like, even if I did live that life, I don't know if I would live that life. Like, even if I had certain kinds of money, I don't know that I'd spend it in certain kinds of ways. Yeah. I, probably, I might be at that hotel, though. <laughs> <laughs> Walk across the street to the port? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I put up a status update yesterday about looking forward to the, a time when I'm not crawling into bed at 730 and going to sleep. Yeah. You've been, it's been rough for you. Yeah, like, seriously. Sing, shingles sucks. Yeah, my mom had it. It was tough on her. Yeah. So uh, one of the people going on the cruise with us messaged me and she said, none of this 730 crap. When we're on, <laughs> on the ship. <laughs> nah, you'll nap during the day. You'll, yeah, have, I mean, you'll yeah. have energy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I am an active person, and I like to be up early. I like to do my mm-hmm. yoga in the morning and my this and my that. And last night, for whatever reason, I forgot to turn on my alarm. And usually that's not even a problem because I kind of have this internal clock. I knew you were asleep, too. I messaged you. like, are you asleep? Yeah, I was so asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was so asleep, but I... My internal clock is even tired because today I slept until almost seven o'clock, like six forty-five before, yeah. I, and I was still going too. I just happened to roll over and sort of open one eye, assuming that it was still going to be dark, <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it wasn't. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. That, so. When you sleep like that, your body's telling you something. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, I I miss practice. But like there was a kind of fatigue that I had when I was pregnant that I used to say was unlike any other kind of fatigue. I think I've told the story sitting here. Maybe I even referenced it last week about when I was pregnant with Joseph. I I commuted um, about 45 minutes to work Mm. and I would never failed when I left and got on US 23 North to head to Flint. I would I would be in traffic. And it would just kind of be stop and go. And I would I, I would doze and then I would hear a beep. And I'd wake up and I'd edge up and then I'd doze. <laughs> and that's what this feels like. Like it, it is it is not something I I can control. Like it is it is 
not it is tough to fight through kind of fatigue you know like when you're tired you can still kind of rally i got to think about getting the shingles vaccine one of these days because i've never had chicken pox well you have to have the chicken pox virus inside of you to get shingles shingles. don't forget it then so you you have you never been vaccinated for chicken pox they didn't have it when i was a kid i mean you haven't done it as an adult yeah did you ever maybe get the blood test to make sure that you haven't had the faintest possible case ever no so so I've had shingles twice now. And the first time was right after Joseph was born. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I took him in for a checkup. And he was kind of fussy and a little feverish, but it just happened to be one of his well baby checks. And our doctor looked at him, and it was just the faintest little pinprick-sized little red dots here and there. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what that is? <laughs> I said, no way. He said, that's chicken pox. I said, What? On my little itty bitty baby? And he said, Yeah. And I said, How would he even get that? And he said, I don't know, you know, like name the different ways if somebody had shingles, da 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 da. And I was like, Hold up. Let me, can I show you something? <laughs> I had just noticed this little rash starting at my lower back. And he said, That's, that's shingles. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I was, he's my, little infant right so mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm all over him right right so, yeah I, yeah and and i almost didn't believe it and then when we got to fifth grade where he's going to kindergarten mm-hmm. they require the chicken pox vaccine and i was like well he's had chicken pox and then you know they didn't want to believe you or do it anyway but i didn't want to vaccinate him if he'd already had it so right yeah they drew his blood oh they drew his blood maybe i maybe i'll maybe i'll do that i don't think i've ever had it though yeah i mean i know i i know i didn't have it when I could remember to have it. Right. Right. Yeah. I never had the itching, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and they say that your, your, the severity of your shingles kind, kind of mirrors the severity of your chicken pox. Mm. And in the grand scheme of things, my shingles are not that bad. I, I am not bedridden with nerve pain. I have some pain. Yeah. My mom had it same way. Mm-hmm. She had like one right over here mm-hmm. and it hurt her, her. And I knew right away what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I was like, hey, I can't come to your house for a while. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's not easily transmitted. I know now, but, I, yeah. But um, you know, you basically really have to rub it and then rub it, <laughs> and so you know, crazy. or whatever. But um, but yeah, so that you know, people get it and have terrible nerve pain or get it, and it is on their face or around their eyes or David like Letterman that, used so to I, get it. Yeah, so I am I am very very lucky like that. I I really it's more an observation than a complaint, but it is a fatigue that is just very difficult to rally and do what you need to do. Well, let's let's hope we get that going by the uh, right. By the eighth. I mean, you know, if it's a Friday night at a tournament weekend and I'm in bed, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know something's up. Yep. So yeah, all right. So uh, go watch the bear. And your other assignment is somebody somewhere. Okay. I really hope you like it the way I liked it. I, it will be fun to talk about some of the characters if you watch it and like all right, it, I'm gonna get on some, it. some great storylines. Um. R.I.P. Submersible Travelers. I'm going to tell you offline, though, the macabre thing I was going to tell you. All right. Yeah, I guess that's that's what we got. That's it. That's it. All right. So uh, find us. Well, what were you going to say? Next week we'll talk about woke. Next week we will talk about woke. Um, That'll be good. And I'll bring that article. Uh, so find us on uh, on social media. We are on Instagram at the strongly word at strong the strongly worded pod. We have a Facebook group, the strongly worded podcast group. Oh, we got to start posting it now. Yep, we'll get in there. We got an old timey just Facebook page that posts our episodes, the strongly worded podcast page, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strongly worded P on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give us enough characters, man. I know for real and. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Very so. good. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes. <laughs>